Ah, I love a good intro. Uh, welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, Brent Gill here, Jake Becker. This is Great Penalty. We have a fun episode for you today. Uh, today, we are talking about the Honda Prelude that's coming up. The new Mazda RX-7. Is it coming out? Is it not? Uh, we're also going to talk about e-fuels that Porsche's making. It has a, it's a whole great, great episode today. Uh, so stick around, listen to it. We're going to roll some intro music or something like that. I don't know. If you didn't know this, this one was pre-recorded. So here's our <laughs> first attempt at an intro. Uh, let's get to it. Huh. Uh, I feel like, th- see, anytime I hear stats like this, especially from you, uh, uh, I don't know why it is, but I'm like, I need to, like, there needs to be proof of this. I need to be shown proof. But this yeah. is also not something I can just send my assistant and be like, hey, can you do some research on this and send it to me in a, in a prepared, prepared document? <laughs> Uh, I just like the idea of you having an assistant who has to look up all the weird banal minutiae that comes out of my fucking mouth. Like, that's so much fun to me. That there's somebody's sad job is being like, good, Becker learned about fast food last night and then told Brent, so now I have to go fucking take a master class on the Whopper. Oh, uh, yeah, dude. That fucking rules, man. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I never thought she's my got, autism would She's got other work. things to do. <laughs> She's that got rules. other things to do. <laughs> oh man! Um, so hey man, this prelude's looking more and more real, dude. They released it at one of the auto shows. It's it, and it's like build ready. There's nothing on it that's concept car bullshit. Nothing. Like there's not dinky mirrors. There's not wheels that are bullshit with eight lugs on the outside, like it's Pontiac in the '60s. <laughs> There's no, like, six-port exhaust. Like, they really showed a car that looks like they could roll it off the line tomorrow. Do you – what are your – it's hybrid, right? Uh, it, yeah, it's supposed to be hybrid. They haven't disclosed in which direction that leans. If it's, like, a 1.8 with a little hybrid, if it's a tiny motor with a giant hybrid, uh, we don't know. Interesting. What are you um, – what are you thinking about it? Like, what do you think it's going to be like? Like, do you think it would be better as a? I I can't imagine them doing an all e car. Um, I, I hope that the the more we put, I've been saying this for years. Turbo hybrids are the answer, you know, uh, for years, uh, and no one you know believes me. Again, we talked about this, and I hope that we do a full on episode on of the uh, Koenigsegg tiny tiny little giant or whatever. Yeah, that motor's uh, insane. I can't wrap my th- brain around it. It's a three-cylinder, one-point-eight-liter, twin-turbo. No yeah, yeah. With free, it's it's a free valve, which which Koenigsegg bought the company free valve, so it doesn't have a camshaft in it. So it's like it learn. It's got machine learning, uh, or it's got learning in it to know how to change its cams uh, or its valve openings for the conditions. It's current. It's in that in that moment, right? It's insane. And it's it's a three cylinder, three cylinders, one two three, three cylinders, one point eight liter, twin turbo, over six hundred horsepower. Yeah, it's the craziest output. It's it's tiny. Anybody will ever probably make off a combustion motor. And you you give that thing uh, if you take the turbos off, it's still like two hundred and thirty horsepower. I thought it was just over three. Damn. It might no, then it might be high twos. I think it's under. Three though, but it's perfectly acceptable for 
for general usage, and it's tiny. Yeah, it's, and it's, it'd be it's better so if small. they'd supercharge it. Yeah, you know, I know you love supercharging over turbocharging. I know this, but you and yeah. I both know. You and I both know it's cheaper to tur- to turbo than it is supercharge. I know, but if you took a naturally aspirated one, like if you had to, if you could buy either version and you got a naturally aspirated one and then supercharged that, that would be a better motor with lower end power. It'd be fucking immediate. Oh, I want to hear one. What if they have a low end turbo and a high end turbo? That's still gonna have. Turbo. It's still just like, regardless into an engine that small making all that power. I I'd love to know what the mileage expectancy is on that motor. I'm sure that you could build it different ways, you know, well, with different materials only, and shit. It's only being used in small instances too. It's not like that motor runs the car. That motor gets the car up to a certain speed. Wait, I thought the TFG was is it the tiny friendly giant? Tiny little giant. I think it's Whatever the same it as the TF, the BFG. I think they're putting the big fucking place. giant. Yeah, I think they're putting friendly in place of what we all know it really is. Uh, I think. Uh, so you're saying they're putting that motor into two different motors? We're talking Koenigsegg right now. You're saying that they're putting that TFG into another car, or sorry, into a car with another motor? I think that was the only reason up front that they were discussing that there was a turbocharged application and a non-turbocharged application. I think – well, that's not how I had originally read it. Well, that's the only reason I, is in an R&D department to develop both motors. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, you're developing two different intakes, two different plumbings. Like, That's a lot of extra work if you don't have an application in mind. It might even be the same car. They might offer them both as trim levels on one car. But Koenigsegg has seemed for like the last handful of years like they're leaning towards the idea of starting to up their production numbers on certain vehicles. Hmm. Like they built that four-door supercar. I did see that. That was pretty fun. Yeah, it was two-door but a sedan. And it was reasonably priced for what it was and it sold out immediately. And I think that was the beginning of them being like kind of serious about like Hey, like, why are we letting Lotus and McLaren have all the fun? Like, let's let's do what they do better. Like, I'm hands down the most successful engineer on the planet right now, as far as squeezing shit out of a wall everybody thought was tapped. Who Werner von Werner von Koenigsegg? Yeah, dude, that guy's had more success taking over like R and D projects that other people thought like weren't worth investing in ever again. Because they had squeezed all the knowledge and game, like the motor, having a fucking lubeless three-cylinder motor that's the size of a goddamn soda pop that puts out six hundred horsepower is bananas, cuckoo. Like, yeah, ban- bananas. If anybody, well, else also had- too, I don't even know if they were working that that motor. I think they were just. I think all he wanted was the was the free valve technology, and I think they put that into the motor and built a motor around the the free valve. I know, but that's that's but he took somebody else's R and D and then applied it to a design that didn't have much success, like a three cylinder, and then figured out how to tune that to where it's fucking lube free, not just free valve, but lube free. Are you saying it doesn't require oil? Is that what you mean by lube? It's lube oilless. Free? I don't know. What is this like the the Porsche? No, that's air cooled. This is not fucking. This is lubeless. It, yeah. It's just encased. It's running like a watch. 
This is not have a. Uh, all right, so I'm going to read what Wikipedia, what Wikipedia says, okay. so we can right. Yeah. Uh, because I'm not there yet, so I don't know if if, if you were right or wrong. The uh, Koenigsegg TFG, the tiny friendly giant, is an inline three cylinder engine. Uh, it's a free valve camless piston engine, so it doesn't have a camshaft. It uses pneumatic actuators that act, that allows it to open each valve, both intake and exhaust, independently to maximize performance and minimize fuel consumption depending on driving conditions. Um, the pneumatic Actuators also have the ability to switch the engine between two-stroke cycles and four-stroke cycles mm-hmm. by controlling the number of power strokes in relation to the number of idle strokes. That's fucking wild. Uh, the patent for this system was bought by this blah, 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 blah. Uh, the variable displacement system allows fuel economy to be 15 to 20% higher. Um and the cold start emissions are dr- – holy shit. The cold start e- emissions are reduced by 60% over a vari- variable camshaft engine. Jesus Whoa. Christ. The co- That's insane. That's, ba- that's cr- fucking crazy. Over 60%. I mean. why, so, why is, so why is the planet not investing this instead of fucking – instead if- of – because the asshole is in control of it, develops it in secret so that no one else can have it, and then he rolls it out with patents on it and isn't just giving it away to people. There's a lot of the no. I just of- meant I just meant why? Like why are we fucking pushing for e- electric cars when oh. this is clearly the this is clearly the future? Because no one we're not lobbying. getting rid of gas. Nobody's lobbying for this. That's why. There's not ah, so, so frustrating. There's nobody selling solar panels or. OPEC's not lobbying this way because they also don't love the idea of a more fuel efficient, lower emission three cylinder that gets like that's it's not good for anybody who would be fighting for the car guys in in DC. But well, I mean, let me just fucking make this make a motor like this. Go steal this this idea, dude. No. Por- Porsche's about to become like they're gonna sneakily do everything. That we were trying to stop the Germans from ever doing. After, like starting a new army? After 1948. No, like, if if they succeed, it's close. If they they won't need one. If they succeed in what their business plan is over, like, the next five years, they will run the fucking planet. Which is what? What is their business plan? That's synthetic fuel, dude. They have full-on, 100% green synthetic fuel. They're running it in Brazil. And they're running it in their races right now. What are they? What are they making it from? Um, I fucking don't know. Bio, it's bio. So they're making it from like microorganisms and fermenting things, and it burns exactly like petrol. It's like synthetic petrol, basically, but it's bio. It's green. It runs exactly the same. I think you lose like two miles per gallon in efficiency on most vehicles. And if Enormous filters this- suck carbon dioxide out of the air and s- separate it into its raw elements, carbon and oxygen. At the same time, an electrolysis station powered by renewable energy rips the hydrogen atoms from plain water. So it's a, it's a hydrogen fuel. I think that's how they're making the biofuel, but it runs exactly like petrol. Like it'll be ap- applicable to cars that run on gas. Hmm. Yeah. 
And if they pull, and if they pull this off the way that I think they're going to, like they'll be OPEC. It'll be a one company OPEC. Interesting. They'll, they'll run the fucking world. I think they'll have to behave better because everyone will be gnawing at the jaw to go tell Germany to settle the fuck down. So I don't, <laughs> I don't think they're going to be as evil as OPEC has been about the money. Does he, do, do they, uh, do, does Porsche own BW? Yeah, they bought it back. I wonder if they're just trying to uh, make up for that, you know, the whole diesel thing that they did with they the emissions test. They still claim they're right. To have changed the computer? No, they claim that the test is wrong. Interesting. They claim that their car is running as clean as it says. The test is wrong. And the thing that they were showing people what to do was how to make their car run efficient, not how to trick a computer. And I kind of believe them because they paid the fines and then still said that. They were like, one day you will for, you will apologize to us when you realize that we were right. Like, that is the hard stance they took. I tell you, these Germans, they really get something in their mind and they kind of stick to it, eh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's great that we did that as a corporate stance of like, no, you'll all realize one day that you owe us a large apology. Wow. So it's made of CO2 and hydrogen is what it, is what the official Porsche Newsroom website says. Yeah. I also think they're not being like 100% transparent about it. Why would I, you? Like, they obviously don't want other folks to fucking do this. No. And I know it scared the Japanese auto manufacturers enough that they decided after Porsche publicly announced doing this, finally, after working on it in silence, the Japanese automakers have all come together to form a conglomerate to try to beat them to market. And it's Honda, Toyota, Nissan, Mitsubishi. And they probably will, to be 100% honest. They will not. Porsche's already selling it and using it in races this year. Porsche won. But oh, okay. Those Japanese families, because families... Well, they do shit. Run. They get mad. They get stuck on something, and they're fucking in. They also hate each other. So for the uh-huh. Toyotas and the Hondas and the Mitsubishis and the Nissans, and like for all those families to get together to try to beat the Germans to market means they're terrified. They they really see that they're about to get fucked out of all this money on the table for them to all come But if, if everybody can, if it works in like normal gas, uh, then, why, then why can't they just make their own version of it? Because uh, Porsche is going to have a patent on the chemical structure and the process of manufacturing it, which they already do with Siemens. Like, dude, if I had money to invest, I'm not telling you or any listeners, this is not financial advice, but if he I He is not invest, a financial advisor. <laughs> if I had money to invest, I'd be buying that Porsche Siemens stock like fucking crazy, because I truly believe that in 20 years, people will be like, well, if I could go back in time, I'd buy Apple stock and Porsche stock. Like, I think they're poised, like, and the Japanese freak out. Like, I was excited to the bone, like, core excited about this the second it got igno- announced. But the second, Wait, what now? The, 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 the synthetic petrol. The second that Porsche was like, hey, this is what we're doing and we plan on racing it in two years. It was like, holy shit, this is exciting. We might never get legally put on electric cars. And then when the Japanese companies all announced that they were coming together to try to beat them to market, that's when I was like, oh, fuck, it's happening. Like, this isn't a German dream. Like, it's happening. If the Japanese fucking manufacturers are scared... 
some like they have intel. Those people pay spies. They're dirty. Like it's dirty, dirty corporate warfare in the Japanese car manufacturing. And they fucking hate each other over the dirt that's been done over the last 60 to 80 years. Like they don't get along. So for them to all come together and shake hands and go like, we're going to create an oil company means that they are, they're really fucking scared at how close Porsche is to doing this. I'm trying to find if they're, if it's like a dual company that's available to buy stocks on, or if you're just buying stocks in Siemens energy and stock in Porsche. It's stock in Siemens Energy because that's who's partnered with Porsche and then stock in Porsche. Interesting. I've looked at it. Let's see what their stock price is. Again, no financial Eight advice. bucks? Yeah, it's not bad. That's what I mean, dude. This is going to be Apple stock. If they pull this off, and then if they don't pull it off, Porsche I don't think has really gone down in value in like 15 years. Well, there's like there's a bunch of different there's a bunch of different Siemens um uh I should probably look into this before I keep talking about it. But if you look at it, there's like three different Siemens. There's Siemens Energy ADR, there's Siemens AG, which is $132, which that's probably the the That is probably the I mean like, like these are all one. Okay, so these are all probably just different variations of of their company. They have different stock Things like Google's got that too, but then you have Siemens Energy AG, and then you have, uh, so you have Siemens Energy ADR, Siemens Energy AG, and Siemens. Wait, sorry, yeah, and then Siemens AG. I don't know all of them are. I forget. I looked into this like a year and a half ago when the Japanese announced it, and I was like, I wish I had money in my bank account right now. I'd fucking do this. Yeah. Wow, it, uh... I, I think they're quietly, I think they're very quietly poising themselves to do this. And you have to remember the the, it's the down thirty percent or yeah seventeen percent in the past six months. And those motherfuckers got their shit ripped away from them by Hitler. Then ran like a <laughs> boutique. <laughs> I mean, the world is who ripped it away. It was Hitler's fault. No, the Volkswagen was Hitler. He took Volkswagen and made Porsche <laughs> keep doing it for him. <laughs> and so then when the war ended, Ferdinand started um, uh, Porsche with his own name. Gotcha. The same exact design. He just put different fenders on the Beetle and called it a 356. Gotcha. Right. Um, and then he built this boutique air-cooled rear-engine sports car that almost no one bought forever until they made it air water-cooled, and then they started selling the shit out of them. And his great-grandson, like, took the company from like where people were like, it's a full on loss. I wouldn't buy it. And then made enough money to buy back VW. That's that seems pretty impressive. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. That's fucking nuts. That'd be like if Activision decided they were going to buy fucking Microsoft. Like that's a huge jump in cost and infrastructure and what you're going to do. And like VW has manufacturers the size of, Fucking cities. I thought you were going to sneeze. Cities. They've got Mm. where like all the meat's produced there. And he worked hard to get the companies married back together and all the R&D with Bugatti. It it was his father's dream is what it was. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, but if they pull this off, man, it's really, 
it'll it'll change things overnight if that petrol becomes like commercially available everywhere. Do you think the Here's the thing, it's got to be these other companies that are that are going to squash it. That's the real risk here. Is he's got to like you got to think that there's actual like oil co- shell BP that are like fuck that. They they'll be trying to squash it, but what what the fake petrol has going for it is every manufacturer wants it even if they're going to lose. So even if the Japanese are going to lose getting it first to market, they will vote and pay for lobbyists and shit to get it to go through because that means they don't have to electrify their entire fleet in fucking three years. You don't think that that's not just going to get pushed back. I mean, it's got to get pushed back. It already seems like it'll be pushed back, but they're all preparing for it with these EVs, much like the Prelude, where they're looking at least hybridizing everything so that they can get by in the interim. But if you told all these companies, like, that R&D that's costing you an arm and a leg and not really going anywhere, you're done. They'd be like, oh, fuck yeah, what do you need? Hmm. You know? Like, shit. You don't think Bugatti's upset about having to go electric after just hitting all that power for the first time ever in a production fucking car? Okay, so so I know I know about these rules that are that think that, but th- this isn't a worldwide mandate that they're trying that Biden's trying to do. It's the EU mandates the one we're matching, and California already passed it. And California sets the emission standards for the entire country, so anything coming in from overseas will have to already meet it. And the federal level is just doing it in like the rest of the states, which is kind of unnecessary. Really, California sets the emission standards for the country and has since the 70s. So adding any additional legislation onto that is to make voters happy. And to probably kind of block people like me from importing cars to Florida. I still think you're a buzzkill. Because, yeah, because if they did, that's probably most of it. If they didn't federally make it the law nationwide, uh, people people that were thinking ahead would start importing cars into the Gulf of Mexico and get the fuck around it. Fuck all these rules, dude. California is about to fuck everything up, man. Yeah, I've heard this. We talked about this last time. I know, but that's, it's upsetting. Uh, I keep reading about it. No, I... I brought that up to to Spade, and uh, I was like, what are you going to do with your Wagoneer? And he didn't know that this law was already in effect. Uh, And so he's going to have to either take it down to Arizona, where he's from, or like like where he grew up and where his mom's at. And register it there and just drive it in Cali. (laughs) Yeah, or I I told him, I go, dude, just start an LLC in Montana. Yeah. (laughs) Just have someone do that for you. It'll be fine. That's that's going to be the workaround. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. But your average uh, car guy is not going to be prepared to set up an LLC in a second state. And... So you're saying I'm above average? Thanks, dude. I do think you're above average. I think oh, you're well you're so prepared. Sweet, you know, you got, a, you got a lot going on in your brain all the time, and it's mostly productive, <laughs> which is amazing. <laughs> Oh, dude. 
But this RX-7 we haven't talked about yet, and the oh RX- yeah, we were going to talk about the RX-7. It ain't fucking happening. That thing's a pipe dream. If it's that not- comes out, I mean, no, they were they were using that concept car to show off the motor, and they're kind of dancing around, not confirming or denying about having crazy. another rotary motor. Yeah, well, it's a rotary hybrid. Gotcha. But I like think the main point of that show car, and Mazda does this. A lot. Mazda's probably more guilty of building show cars that the entire auto industry just wets their panties over. And then immediately they're like, have you seen the new Mazda Speed 3? And everyone's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. When are you coming out with that thing? And they're like, this is it. And you're like, I'll fucking kill you. I will come to your house and fucking kill you. What do you mean? You showed us a two-door sports car that was 11 feet long with a swoopy roof. And this is it? And they're like, yeah, but it's the same turbo technology we showed you in that show car that we put in the new Mazda Speed 3. So that was the concept for this. And you're like, go fucking run off a cliff. What is wrong with you? She's just building all this excitement at a car show, and then you're like, but we'll never give it to you. Do you want a sedan? Fucking assholes. They did it with the RX-8. That's so funny. They kept showing a coupe with like a cooler roof and like better body lines. And then the fucking 11th hour, they were like, it has three doors and four seats and it looks like shit. Have fun, everyone. Yeah, they're fucking <laughs> terrible at it. And they have some of the coolest <laughs> show cars of all time. That's because but, they're like, like they know that they can't afford to make these cars. So they're just like, look, let's make one. And let's just keep our names in everyone's mouths. You Pretty know? much. And then Hyundai's <laughs> over here. Hyundai's over here showing off that electric concept car that they built last year. Yep, they're building it. Really, it's going into production. Dude, I know people talk shit about Hyundai, but Hyundai's the shit, dude. I'll buy that fucking car. Right? No, I'm telling I you, mean, if they would have built this the Stinger in a two-door, we've already said this too, but if the Stinger yeah. was a two-door, dude, I'd be in the debt that that costs right now. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah. That, that, uh, that four-door Stinger was so close to being purchased by me, uh, but I just, I just couldn't, I couldn't pull my finger to do it, though. Um, but I'm not compromising man. on doors and turbos. Like, that's too many compromises <laughs> for me. That's I why I hate the fucking Panamera. That thing's so dumb. The Porsche, the four-door Porsche. Dude, I mean, I know I was just praising him for it, but fuck Porsche forever building SUVs. <laughs> Dude, I, 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 I disagree. That Cayenne, uh, the original Cayenne was is incredible. I don't care. Fuck that. It's not a Porsche. Here's the thing, though. Here's what you don't understand is you are looking at this from a car guy perspective, which I understand that. Uh, you're a purist, but you got to look at it from a business standpoint. That port, that Cayenne and the Macan, those two cars have put so much money into Porsche's pockets that oh. they are now financially able to explore e-fuels, which yeah. you're wetting your panties over. So oh, no, everything you got to look at done, the business, though. Everything they've done with the money. That's what I was saying. I know I was just singing his praises, but fuck them for doing that. And I agree, but, ah, man, so <laughs> it's just like basically like I feel like car salesmen knew how to do their fucking jobs because it's ruined cars. It has ruined cars over the last 30 years that car salesmen don't know how to fucking sell cars. 
Cause, Why do you say that? Why do you think that? Well, because here's here's how this is supposed to go. So I'm 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 me. Say I have a wife and three kids. I've heard about you. Okay, so I'm Jake. I just got off of work on a Friday. Nobody's expecting me home for a little while. I'm gonna go by the Jeep dealership because I've always wanted a Wrangler. So I go in there and I look at a Wrangler, and the guy, the salesman, comes over and asks me about it, and he's like, "Oh man, the great, great eye, good car. What are you thinking? You trying to leave with one of these today?" And I go, yeah, but I got a wife and three kids, and I just don't know about the two-door Wrangler. And see, now modern salesmen go, oh, let me sell you a four-door Wrangler, because they're jackasses, when the right move has always been, Let oh, me sell you a third car. That No, that's wonderful. Let me show you this Grand Wagoneer. It's going to have all the things you love about that car. It's trail rated on the same trail. It'll get you everywhere you want to go. You'll have less wind noise because we put a real roof on it since it doesn't have the short wheelbase and it's probably a bad idea to take it up a mountain drunk. But you're going to get everything you've ever wanted out of a Jeep out of this as long as you're not a hardcore off-roader and you'll be able to get the whole family in there. That's the salesman's job. If I walk into a Beamer lot looking at the fucking new M3 with the same story, my wife and three kids, and then the salesman goes, well, we're, we'll order you a four-door one. Fuck you. If I want a sunroof in it and cup holders, fuck you. Buy a 330. It's fast as shit. It'll do everything you want, and it won't sacrifice the, you know, 1,200 hours some German guy put into figuring out how to make the carbon fiber roof. You fucking pansies. Like, the, the fact that all these people think the answer is to just give people what they want, whatever version they want, is why pickups suck. It's why SUVs suck. Everything. But you shouldn't sucks. hate. You shouldn't hate the the Cayenne because of that. You should hate the Panamera because the Panamera is what they did. Oh, you have a family. Buy our SUV. That's exactly what you just said. Yeah, I know. But the Panamera and the Cayenne were both to fix that problem. It was because guys at the dealership. So, you, were you, so you're it, under your argument. You can only hate one of them. No, the pan. I don't like front engine multi passenger Porsches. Porsche should have two seats and a fucking parcel shelf. And if you have one, every other guy that has kids should look at you and go, "Man, rubbers weren't as bad as I made them out to be." <laughs> like that's that's what that is. A Corvette shouldn't have four seats. When they come out with the electric Corvette, it's going to be hard for me not to commit Harry Carey in a fucking Cor Chevy parking lot. I'm going to lose my fucking mind. I'm so mad that they're building an SUV Corvette. Fucking get bent. Think up a new name. Wait, what? Yeah, they're like the Corvette Mach-E. Wait, they're doing the fucking the Ford thing? Yeah. And I also think everybody at Ford should be no. beaten with a piece of 2 by 4 for doing it. It's fucking stupid. Yeah, no, that pissed me off. The, Come up with no, a new name. No, don't make this. The, don't do this. Why are they doing it? First of all, this looks exactly like the Lamborghini Urus. Because the Ford made money. The fact that Ford's dumb idea worked because no one at home is creative and they're just like, oh, I got a Mustang. I know it's an SUV with four doors and it's electric and it doesn't do one fucking thing a Mustang does except go fast in a straight line. I have a Mustang. It's dumb. No. Yeah. Dude. I don't like this. No, it's upsetting. And it's and it's what, but dude, that's what a four door M three is. You've just been a fan of cars newer than me, all the way deep. If you remembered when shit was a little bit more pure, you'd be as mad as me, because they because cars, it's really car salesmen used to do that. 
If you went in there to buy an M3 and then started talking about your fucking family, the salesman job was to get you to buy a different car and Let's leave. Get you that. to buy an M5. An M5 is there. Yeah, a touring vehicle. Or even if you're a three series kind of guy because of other stipulations, you get them one that's just not the M car that doesn't have all those advances. You don't you don't sell them an M car with a fucking sunroof. That is against the rules. Part of what made a little young Jake Becker stem out with his autism in the living room as a kid was watching engineers from Beamer at a press conference tell Americans to suck their dick because they weren't going to put cup holders in a fucking M car. And here we are. <laughs> yeah, the Corvette, it's so gross, dude. Dude, look at these, these, uh, two, these two links I sent you. So these, the first one rangers. is the one on Motor Trend. Look, I don't... I'm not I, I'm not against you on here, but that first one on Motor Trend, the one that looks like a Urus for sure, with like with a body kit. Yeah, it it does look kind of cool. Uh, it shouldn't be a Corvette though. It should no. just make this another car. Also, look at the off road version of it. That off road version looks fucking sick. It doesn't, but it kind of does. I mean, yeah, and I get it, and I wouldn't even be mad if Chevy was incorporating design elements into other cars on their thing, but to just call an SUV a Corvette or an SUV a Mustang or to call an SUV a Porsche like be creative you know what you know what a uh, Chevrolet did when they wanted to create a luxury brand they started fucking Pontiac what? they just didn't call it oh. they they weren't like this is the Corvette four door they were like no this is a Le Mans like this this is a step up this is for a discerning gentleman they actually sold it when Honda tried to sell the NSX in the United States, they didn't take it to a Honda lot and go, change El Presto, check out our supercar. <laughs> they did the right thing and they had a secondary <laughs> brand to sell it. There would have been nothing wrong, and Porsche probably would have made almost the exact same money if they would have just launched another brand called, like, Ferdinand or whatever the fuck they wanted and built that <laughs> same car at that same quality. Like... I don't know. I just di I disagree with that shit. I disagree with dumbing down a product because it's easier to give the consumer what they want than to actually show them that you already build what they want. Well, that's what they did with um that's what they did with uh, uh the M spec, putting the M package in the AMG package and when it's not like that's not a real M. No. <clears throat> that's the, a 335 with a body kit. Yeah. And maybe yeah. a brake kit. Yeah. Uh, no, I support this uh, um, distinction of, like, don't use your flagship. But here's what's frustrating, Jake, is you know, you and I both know, that when Corvette was pitching the C8, they for sure were like, and here's what we'll do next. We're going to do this first, and then it's going to get so popular because they knew it was going to be popular. And then, like, we're, then we're going to make it an SUV. Then we're going to take it. They, they had this plan since 2015. Yeah. And it pisses me off. I, I really don't think the electric <laughs> SUV was planned until Ford rolled. Uh, that's probably true. But the electric version of it. But I think that the. Yeah. It's just, I think that this Corvette SUV was in the works for longer than you would ever hope. I, 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 it sucks so bad. It's like, it's such bad marketing. Or bringing the Blazer back is that fucking Korean SUV they're selling as a Blazer. 
Well, when they brought the blazer back, that also pissed me off because that lo- that car is retarded. Is ridiculous. It's just not a blazer. Again, it's a damn fine SUV. It's rated very high. The RS version hauls ass, fastest in class. But call it anything the fuck. It's else. like the Bronco Sport versus the Bronco. Yeah, like why'd you build the original Bronco and a Bronco Two at the same time? What are you doing? Just call it an Explorer again. And like you, you already. Uh, that's a Brazilian truck. Okay. Ford bought a Brazilian truck company to get that chassis. For, to get what? The Bronco Sport chassis? It's all the same chassis. Or to get the Bronco chassis? Same chassis. Wait, the Bronco Sport is on the same chassis as the Bronco? It's modified, but yes. Modified how? Uh, lengths and different uh, positionings hmm. of things. but That sounds to me like it's a different chassis. No, it's not. They had to buy the architecture. The Ranger... The Maverick, the Bronco, and the Bronco Sport are all in the exact same fucking setup. They're just—I don't different. know. I've heard nothing but trash about that Bronco Sport. Well, that's because the rest of it's set up poor. It's because they put okay. low travel springs on it. They set it down low. They tub out the interior. They like they're doing the wrong thing with it, and it's just. But I'm saying like they already knew the Maverick was going to be a giant fucking success. Again, terrible. That car's so ugly. Terrible use of a great car name from Ford's history that they put on it's a so ugly too. truck. I think they're kind of yeah. neat, but if they built, do a you, two, dude? If they built a two door in one of those, I think it'd be pretty cool. Yeah, but that's not what they're trying to build. Also, but the bed is so small. Like I looked at buying one of those. They're tiny. The bed is so small. They're fucked. It's like the it's like the Hyundai Santa Cruz. It's like what are we doing here? Well, yeah, but I mean, for most people, most people that buy a truck are never going to use it anyway. And that's then like, why do you want an open back end like that? That never makes sense to me. Okay, dude. The the craziest thing about this conversation is it boils down to exactly our last conversation. It's because it's because <laughs> they're trying dumb, to give everything they want. No, it, it's it's not even quite that. They're they're being clever. So they're both building a SUV with a tiny dinky bed on it on a platform they already make. Mm-hmm. Okay, dumb fucking bitches our age and guys are of the mindset that they don't want a normal SUV. They want a truck because their mom drove an SUV. The same way that our moms didn't want station wagons, so they drove SUVs, and the moms of generation or on the older end of our spectrum drove minivans because they didn't want to drive a fucking station wagon. So it's like a weird perception of getting old in people's heads of not wanting a vehicle to, the, to them means they've died. And all these women want pickup trucks because now they're fucking doing it. They're big mama. They're fucking quality. Sure. Drive, no, <laughs> no, like they're driving their kids around. There's like a, there's like a mental factor to it of them being like, I drive a big truck. I'm safe. I have my family in here. Okay. I'm doing this thing. But that's also why all these big pickup trucks come with 3.8 liter fucking turbos is that then they're also <laughs> like, well, I can't get 12 miles a gallon. Like, well, yeah, because you don't need a Ford F-350, you dumbass. <laughs> but because of that push in the market for all these people who are like, I don't want an SUV. That's what my mom drove. And my mom drank a lot of wine and was sad. So I don't want to be her. They they want pickups, and then Hyundai and Ford are like, here's a pickup, and they're like, it's an SUV with a bed, and they're like, right, a pickup, and then they're just like, okay, I'm not my mom. 
You're extra spicy today. I like this. No, it's that I like I think about this shit and it like infuriates me that the car market's that way. Cuz it really shouldn't be. They make they it, it they make a fucking car for everybody. Like if you can't figure out which car is for you, you're the dipshit. And then if you can walk on a lot that has that car and they end up selling you the wrong car that's configured poorly so that you're not going to enjoy it right or have as high of opinion of the company as you should, they're dumb. Like, it's just dumb top to bottom how they're letting the consumer run the fucking market. Because you're right. Uh, that Hyundai Santa, Santa Cruz, is that the pickup? Mm-hmm. Get a Santa Fe. You're never going to put anything in that bed that you couldn't put in the hatch of your Santa Fe on the same fucking frame. That's true. Yeah. Like, it's just dumb. If you don't work manual labor, there's almost no reason for you to have a fucking truck. Like, zero. Hey, I'm the one that said that they were dumb. So I know I but, support it, but you're saying like why? <laughs> why do they have such a sort bed? Why does that exist? Like that's why because there's this like socioeconomic thing going on where that's what moms want. That's what people that are making buying decisions for new vehicles want because they don't want to be their moms. So now every pickup truck has four giant doors and no bed. Go look at a new F one fifty with four doors and a short bed. You couldn't lay down in the bed. <laughs> the fuck kind of lumber are you gonna put in there? You can't even lay. No, don't make it. No, dumb joke. Yeah, you're right. You know what Rambler right. do, right, Brent? Rambler is the uh, the beverage, this this the sparkling water from Texas. No, the car from America. Oh no. You don't know what you don't know the coolest feature of most Rambler vehicles. Uh, let me see here. The Rambler. Oh, the huge bed uh, area in the back. Uh, the front seats lay down to create a bed. What? On almost all Rambler models up until the mid '60s, all the seats laid down to create a bed, or as what? teenagers in the '50s like to call it, their fuck palace. Wow. Yeah. Uh huh. Boy, this picture right here—you know it's about. Let me send you this link. Hey, <laughs> it's not a coincidence that that feature came out around the same time as the drive-in movie theater. Wow. Uh-huh. And just a whole bunch of, and then the baby boomers were created. Yeah, dog. Yeah. This is insane. Oh, it's like one of the coolest features in any car ever. Like. I think there's a PR campaign to keep 15-year-old car guys from knowing about this. Dude, if you, like this is like the the original bang bus. Oh. Uh, if you look at this, the, the picture I'm seeing here is of a uh, – there's a high schooler driving – a uh, high schooler in the back, two males, and then the girl is laying back, but most of her body's in the back seat, and she is curved around at a very convenient angle. Uh, it's basically just like, yo, fellas, you can have your buddy drive you around, and she can still suck you off in the back. And can I mention my favorite detail about this setup? They're going convertible, so it's a parade blowjob. <laughs> 
Because fucking in a Rambler That's a confidence. Is cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but fucking in a convertible Rambler with the top down while your buddy drives? Now that's a move, dude. That's how you get your face on the front of the yearbook. That's so funny. Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, my how, God. How about that? Because I knew where you were going with your other joke, and I had a feeling that you didn't know that AMC Rambler built the most fuckable cars of all time. <laughs> They're just out. Imagine how many teenage pregnancies that brand is responsible for. Woof. That was not an era of, uh, of, of where that was taken lightly. No. I mean, you know when Belushi's so singing about it as a blues brother that it's serious. I, I, since I didn't know the car, did, I, never, I never clocked it. Yeah, he talks about getting her in her laydown rambler. That's a laydown <laughs> rambler. Dude. That's like that's enough space that like a man our age could still have some car sex and not throw anything out. Yeah. Yeah, backseat fucking's cool and all, but only if I'm seated. I'll tell you what, dude. I've had and I've said this, uh I've had more car sex in my 30s than I have in my entire life combined. You're a wild animal. What are you doing van style? <laughs> no, not even in the van. In like actual like like I, I, uh, if, this was, I was like 32 when I had sex in the back of my mom's car. Uh, <laughs> okay, but that, again, that's a CRV. That's like a, that's a wagon. It's the MDX. It's the, but yeah, uh, the, so the best angle that I've ever had, uh, was in my, uh, 2012 Subaru Legacy GT. Uh, the, the one that currently is in Alaska. And oh. in the back seat, uh, behind you, I, it was high enough to where I could have a knee on the ground and the other knee on the, the, the chair. And it was like the perfect height if she was laying on the back seat. Uh, and I was like, this fucking rules. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, almost every car I've owned, um, that I can think of, except for my two new cars, like the race car, the white being the, the Z3 and the E46. Other than those two. I'm pretty sure I've had sex in every car that I've owned since I was 30. If you ever have sex in the Z3, they should send you an award. I know. Yeah, that would or, be an award. Or they should send the police because it was probably illegal. Yeah, um, or an ambulance because yeah. you fucked a contortionist and now you're broken. I broke my back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Yeah, dude. I was just thinking about me saying it was illegal, and I was like, no, I don't really like that joke. That's I, like I was thinking midgets, you know, when I said illegal, and then I was like, yeah, but that definitely, but those aren't illegal. Uh, we don't know. Uh, well, <laughs> it could have been in a public parking structure. Well, here's what's funny because in my head, I was also still like, yeah, because there's a minimum height to ride the ride. Oh, no. Oh no! And then, and then, and then I was like, "Yeah, but you're just going to dig yourself in a bigger hole if you say all that." Uh, but then here we are. Yep. So, uh, whole dog. Uh, I'm glad it's at the very end of the episode. Uh. <laughs> oh man! So yeah. Uh, oh lord. Rambler built fuck machines. Mazda's going to chicken out. Honda seems like they're going to pull the trigger. I bet. I bet beginning of like sports car season, beginning of summer in the northern hemisphere. They'll probably announce the prelude. And it'll come out in what, 25? Yeah. 
Yeah, and there's been sense. steady fucking rumors that there's an S2000 replacement coming, so we'll see about that. Mm. Like, there's been leaks in people saying that they have inside knowledge that they're working on a front-engine rear-wheel drive. I mean, people do miss uh, cars models. like that. I'd be surprised if, like, if we, they, if we don't get a new version of the Plymouth Prowler. Um, yeah, I'd be uh, blown away. Uh, really? Yeah, Dodge is about to go out of business, man. Ah, it's a bummer. If this if this new Hornet doesn't sell better than the Mustang sold in the '60s, they're pretty much going out of business sometime in the next five years. Really? Yeah, Stellantis. Nobody has any interest in it. They haven't developed a new car on their own in like twenty years. Really? Yeah, so the the Charger and the Challenger are both Mercedes 190Es from the 80s that are rebodied and then have a I modern, remember you saying that. modern suspension put on the chassis. So very no tech. That's why they haven't updated those since they came out when we were children. Other than like a couple of body changes. And then uh, all they have is their trucks. And those aren't doing as well as they used to now that Nissan has the Cummins contract. Well, the tr- well, their trucks have always kind of sucked. I mean, I've never been a fan of Dodge. I've always heard bad things. They've always kind of... They've always sucked. Uh, Chrysler's been bad. It, but is it all still the same company? Uh, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep? Plymouth. No. no. Yeah, Plymouth. All that's still the same company? Yeah, and Plymouth's been dead since like 2004. Yeah, that minivan was really their last big hurrah. Yeah, the Voyager. And again, was just a shared product that they had been building for 20 years. But they don't have anything. And Stellantis wants to kill it. They tried to sell that, uh, what was it, a Mitsubishi as the Dart. And then they're now they're trying to sell that Alpha as the Hornet. Mm. But they're not doing good. The cars that they have developed since they took over Jeep are fucking garbage. The Renegade's trash. That Fiat, oh, that's such a garbage car. That Fiat builds. They're cool. They're a good size. They should be great Jeeps. They're fucking terrible. The Gladiator, they copped out at the last second and decided to build nothing and just rebodied the Dodge Dakota that they sell in Mexico. So it's not even a Jeep. It's just a Dodge pickup with Jeep body panels, and it sucks. Uh, Yeah, they're just not doing great, and they've vocally said out loud that they plan on killing it like 10 times killing the company or just the car killing chrysler killing the rest of chrysler just like that's Uh. that's we don't make any money off of that we own Seat, fiat or no vw owns Seat. they own fiat lancia ferrari who does stellantis who's stellantis it's the parent company of Jeep Dodge, uh, all that? Yeah. It's like saying GM. What? Say Stellantis, or spell it. I think it's S-T-E-L-L-A-N-T-I-S. Oh, yeah, that's it. Automobile Corporation. Let's see what they own right now. They own FCA... They own Abarth, Alpha, Chrysler, Citron, Dodge, DS, Fiat, Jeep, uh, Lancia, Maserati, Opel, Peugeot, Ram, Vauxhall, Free to Move, and Lisi's. And they also have an operating. What? They have an operating 
interest in Ferrari through Fiat. That's how wow. they and Maserati. So they, they're huge, dude. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Hello. Wow. That's insane. I've never even heard of this company. Dude, this is, this is blowing my mind that this company owns all of these, all of these small ones. Uh, yeah. And some of them, are I don't know why it's blowing my mind, but my God, Vauxhall is GM. You're uh, Britta, Britain. That's Britain GM. Stellantis bought it. They bought Opel. So Stellantis owns GM? No, but they bought GM's British brand, Vuxel. They bought GM's British oh. or German brand, Opel. They bought it. They bought the French company Peugeot. They bought all these Italian companies. They bought DS, which is another French company. They bought Citroen, which is the original French company. They they're buying shit up, dude. They're and like you were saying earlier, like we can't fault these people for running it like a business. They're fucking done with Chrysler. Oh. You think Jeep will ever get it? I doubt that'll get canned. They'll get sold. They'll sell Jeep as a brand or they'll keep it as its own thing. Because Jeep's gotcha. Jeep's its own But model. no one wants to buy Dodge. And if, so, if no one buys Dodge, like we're out. Yeah, but it's also why they spun Ram off into its own company. As I think they hope on selling that. Oh, really? Yeah. I think that that's that's the whole reason to do that as a business is so that you can sell it separately. Hmm. Hmm. Well, that's a lot to chew on, Jake. Hell yeah, dude. A lot to chew on. Uh, I'm excited. I'm going to try to get my uh, uh, old fan of the podcast on here, uh, Kevin Owens. He uh, he and his dad, I told you this at the top, but we weren't recording. He and his dad uh, are racing in the classic Daytona 24. Uh, and they're like old school fans of you know racing Formula One. They've got old model car or uh, old F1 cars and everything. A whole bunch of cool old race cars. And uh, they get there and they're sharing a garage with Adrian Newey and Jim Farley. Uh, which of course Adrian Newey is the known as the best, one of the greatest race car designers ever. He designed the current Red Bull car. Uh, in Formula One, and Jim Farley is the CEO of Ford, which, as we all know, Ford and Red Bull are combining in 2026. They're going to be the engine manufacturer for Red Bull. It's going to be wild. Uh, so I'm going to see if I can get him on the podcast, which would be really cool, uh, because I would love to hear about that. Uh, I also sh- like we should watch the classic Rolex 24. Yeah, when is it? Uh, this weekend. Okay. Um, it is classic Rolex 2024. Um, let's see here. It is November one through five. Yeah. So this Sunday, oh, it's, it's 24 hours. Let me see when it starts. Um, we can hang on. Entries about the event. Come on now. Uh, Provisional schedule. Let's call this. So the race starts. While you look, do you know what they're racing in? I don't. But I'm going to reach out to him and get some info. Hell yeah. Um, 
When does it start? Test day, qualifying, night practice, qualifying, start. So it starts on Saturday, November 4th. Um, nice. Yeah. Saturday, November 4th. Hell yeah. I'm down to watch on Saturday. I don't. I shouldn't have right? anything going on. I might need to record with the boys, but I can do that and watch at the same time. I don't know. It is a 24-hour race. It's a, uh, and it's on. It's it's IMSA. Uh, so yeah, I'll find out what uh, what like what group and shit he's racing in. Hell yeah, man! I'd love to at least watch his portion. Right? Yeah. Every doubt. Every doubt. So rule. All right. Well. That was a great episode. Hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, Jake Becker, good to see you, as always. Uh, We'll see everybody next week. Goodbye. Bye.